Welcome to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and... Mon! Good morning, Lyle. How's it going? Going great, Mon. Yeah. You're missing Gingerbine. Yeah. No. I'm here. Because by the time this delayed broadcast will be aired, we'll probably have left. <laughs> don't, 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 don't talk about it. <laughs> Don't say that. Why would would you say such a thing? (laughs) So today today is Thursday, the, what is it, like the the 8th of November, and we are still at the Grey Nomads Camp in Jindabyne, but we're very happy to be. But this is a delayed broadcast intro, which means that by the time it airs, we're probably going to be back in Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. So if you want to jump across the live show, it's super easy to do so. Just go to faithfm.com.au, and you can press play on the live stream at the top of the page, or you can download the Tune In app, and it's totally something you can do because all the Grey Nomads at the Grey Nomads Camp have done it. So if they can do it, you can do it. Download Tune In app and search for Faith of M Australia and add us to your favourites. Guess what I'm thank- thankful for this morning? What? Snow. Because I got to shove it down the back of your neck today. It was yeah, great. He did, he really did. He really he went outside. He got a snowball and he came back inside and shoved it down the back of my shirt. It was the best. I didn't actually mind too much because he had overheated the studio again. So it was nice to cool down. <laughs> Do you like Snowmon? I'm not a huge fan. Okay, so this is this is this is the thing I don't understand about Mon. She <laughs> loves the cold weather and then the, the fresh no, air. No, I don't love the cold weather. The fresh air. I love. It was fresh one air. degree. It was one degree I last just, night. No, look, I got actually, her window wide open. I love summer. Breathing it in. I love summer, but I don't like being too hot. I don't like overheating. <laughs> as long as I'm not too hot, I don't mind. You do know that this does these two things. I know that doesn't go well together, <laughs> but it is, it is what it is. You know what I think? If it's going to be cold, and I mm. like summer, it's my favourite time of year, but if it's going to be cold, it may as well snow because then at least the cold is pretty. I See, I'm not so sure about that. No, come on. Snow is snow hard is, work, man. Snow is hard just, work. It's just beautiful. You, just beautiful. you used to live in America, right? So you've experienced yes. snow. Wait, did you, live, you lived in the south. Uh, I lived in Wisconsin for a while. Like how long was a while? About three months. Was that over uh, winter? Four months. Four months. Four months. Yes. Okay. Because I lived in Michigan for a year. So I experienced Ooh. a heavy winter. And I used to live and work at Mount Hotham, which yeah. is the biggest okay, all right. yeah, in you, Australia. I will, I, will, I will admit that you do get over it. You do, a hundred million percent, yeah. yeah. After a, a month in the Wisconsin weather, winter, a month in the Wisconsin winter where it takes you 10 minutes to put clothes on to go and check exactly. your mail, and then another 10 minutes after you have checked your mail to get them all back off, to get them all back off again, <laughs> yeah. you kind of get sick of it after a while. Some people just live I'm, through it. I'm grateful it. that this morning when I got out of bed, all the snow had melted. <laughs> It's because Mon slept in. <laughs> Sleepyhead. Anyway, stay tuned. Except for we've the got, snowball that I'd made. We've got an awesome show the, coming up for you today. Sh- sh- to keep no, it no. Sh- we've got an awesome show coming up for you today. Stay tuned. <laughs> Oh 
That was the morning trumpet there with Glory Sound, uh, or the Glory Sound with the morning trumpet to wake us up and get us ready for breakfast in the morning. Such a good song. Such a good song. I really like that one. <coughs> okay, Mon, what have we got for our first clue of the quiz today? Yes, okay, so I've made it a little bit of an easier one. It's a what am I, again, as was yesterday's, it's a what am I quiz. And um, Lyle, I'm, mm, I'm, I think mm. you might not get this on the first clue. Okay. Just going to hazard a guess. But don't, don't stress, it will get a lot easier as we go along. Uh, but the first clue is a little bit cryptic. Oh, man, this sun. Wow, this sun is like right in my face. Okay, clue number one. What am I? Joseph Jacob's son collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan. Do you know what it is, Lyle? I have a pretty good guess at it. Yeah, if you know what it is, give us a call. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. And uh, you can win the prize this morning if you get that one right. Okie dokie. Are you going to write it down? You're going to have a crack I'm at gonna it? Have, I'm going to have a crack at it. He's Let's see. His, pen, uh, he's his paper. He's writing it down. Let's see what he's written. I reckon he might be wrong, but I could be wrong. I'm usually wrong, but he's right. Nah, he's wrong. Ah, <laughs> yes. What? I knew what, it. What, 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 I knew, what, what, I knew what, because what, there's like multiple that's answers. A trick question yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, that's and a I, trick I knew question. you wouldn't get it, so I knew you'd pick the more obvious one. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about that. Ah, <laughs> <trick> <laughs> <question>. <laughs> hey Lyle, I yes. think it's time we told our people, our listeners, about the Alpine giveaway that we're doing. Yes, let's do that. Because tomorrow is our drawing day. We're going to find out who the winners are tomorrow. So today. And I guess part Time of tomorrow... is running out to so yes, get on the phone. Yes, last opportunity. So we are giving away an Alpine holiday. So just, like, it just blows my mind that we get to give away an Alpine holiday. Like, it's yeah, so I know, cool. absolutely. So we have two passes. and Two summer passes. Two summer passes. And the passes are either for a couple or a family, whatever you have that you need to bring. That's fine. And, uh, and yeah, you can get free accommodation here at the Jindabyne um, Adventist Alpine Village where we are in a chalet. from. In a chalet. Yeah, in a really nice chalet. chalets. Yeah, it's like top of the line. Because there's different options. There's, you know, there's campsites and there's dorms. But the top of the line is the chalet. And the chalet is what we're giving away. So, yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, we are broadcasting live from here. So if you check out our social media feeds at the moment, you'll see footage of where we are if you want to get an idea of how it looks. But it's so beautiful. This is, without a doubt, the most popular place to stay in Jindabyne because, you know, obviously there's many options for accommodation. But this kind of like a secret valley. Yeah. It's You're be- a kilometre from town. You uh-huh. can't see the town because you go up over this hill. That's right. And then into this little secret valley and it's tucked away here. It's just... And it's kind up. of on the side of a mountain. So behind us, we have like the more mountain climbing up into the skies. And then in fr- like in front of us, we have like Which 180... covered in snow right now. 180 degree view. We can see in the, in the distance uh, like Jindabyne, so beautiful. And, uh, and we can see beautiful meadows and paddocks and wild animals for days. It's so beautiful here. It's just really wonderful. And uh, great to get some fresh air. I've been loving having the window open and just breathing in the mountain there. It's been amazing. Anyway, we are giving away, uh, like I said, two summer passes to the Alpine Lodge here. Uh, uh, all you need to do is um, call us up during the show. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And uh, just leave your details with us. Uh, and then tomorrow we're going to put them all in a hat and draw our name, two names, and then we're going to have two winners. If you would prefer to text your number, you can text to 491 Zero six four six six nine. I guess we essentially need your name and phone number so we can, you know, 
identify yeah. you and call you yeah. up and tell you that you've won. Now, we just need to temper that by saying that the prize doesn't include uh, transport. So if you're coming from Perth, you will need to fly here. Uh, if you're coming from I Sydney, you, I mean, if you be a long drive for a weekend, but uh, yeah, if you're coming from Sydney, you could drive. Could they drive from Melbourne? Are we like in between Sydney yeah, and yeah, Melbune? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of smack bang in the middle, yep. aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty easy, Melbourne or Sydney or Adelaide, wherever. So just as long as you. Uh, uh, confident that you can make your way here. Um, that's uh, that'll be great because ooh ooh our phones are ringing already. There you go. Yes. Ringing, Sorry, ringing hot. <laughs> we have an interesting pop-up studio set up. Usually we have a a, a soundproof room for the uh, producer for the for the producer and and one for the host. And so at the moment we're all in together. So you're going to hear uh, producery noises in the background, phones ringing, and our producer Shell uh, working hard to answer calls and eat her breakfast into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's like clink of cutlery on plates. That's Shell. Because <laughs> it's, it's the breakfast show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We need to keep it real. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Okay. All right. So what have we got for positively different news this Let morning? me tell you a crazy amazing story, Lyle. This, this just blows my mind. I guess because... I kind of hate the app Snapchat. You know the app Snapchat? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. Yep. I, I it's tried you. Inane, frustrating. Yeah. And they do that on purpose. They purposely make it counterintuitive so that older people like us are confused by it and stay away from it. So that the only market that is, uses being here it at is Grand making you feel older this morning. You're not that old. You're a millennial. Like or I an have grey hair. I am a zennial. I have grey hair. I wouldn't identify as a complete millennial, but I I wouldn't identify as a Snapchat user. Look, I've had Snapchat, but I have Snapchat. Yeah, I use Snapchat. But you know, speaking, it's stupid. It kind of speaks for itself that even millennials. I know a lot of millennials that have gone and deleted Snapchat, and uh, I think it is on the way down. To be honest, um, especially with their recent attempts to stay relevant, have failed. Um, did you know they released these sunglasses, Snapchat sunglasses, and uh, you could press a button and they would start recording what you were seeing? There you go. <laughs> well, I was so unimpressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. Come on, that was kind of so cool. Bored. They're like, like spy glasses. It failed miserably, by the way, just FYI. Anyway, so Snapchat actually saved a life. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So this is why I'm hating humble pie because I usually don't gripe on about Snapchat, but it turns out it can save a life. So this is a story about uh, Danisha Ladd. Uh, she was um, sick at work. So she she was at work. She was feeling fine. And um, and she was actually only minutes away from death when Snapchat saved her life. And uh, and so she had, you know, she had a headache. She, was, uh, she had trouble f- focusing on her computer screen. When she tried to stand up to go tell her boss, she actually fell back down in her chair. And so she had to be taken to the hospital. Uh, doctors performed a CAT scan um, to, you know, to make sure she wasn't suffering a stroke. Uh, the scan showed nothing out of the ordinary. So once her symptoms had sort of calmed down, the doctors sent her home to rest and told her that if she experienced any more symptoms, she should come back to the hospital. Um, she was kind of anxious, anxious about being left alone. So her sister, mm. Sharita White, uh, stayed at home with her to keep an eye on her. And um, <laughs> her sister has Snapchat, right? And so they were keeping themselves entertained and uh, you know watching TV together. And, and and her sister just keeping an eye on 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 um, on Sharita. And oh, sorry, Sharita keeping an eye on Denisha. And then um and then she actually took a little video of themselves uh, removing um, Lad's IV port. And, uh, and however, a little bit later in the night, disaster struck. So she woke up, uh, something, uh, her sister says something didn't seem right. Her eyes were rolling back and she couldn't talk. I could tell that she wasn't breathing right. So they rushed her back to hospital 
doctors went over her results again and actually confirmed that she was having a stroke. But then they had uh, they had a bit of an issue. They had a very serious decision to make. So they have this medication that could save uh, a person's life, but it has to be administered within four and a half hours of when the symptoms started. Mm-hmm. And if they, but you know, this is not just oh, if if it's not within four and a half hours and it doesn't affect. It's like if they deliver the medication outside of that time frame it could actually be fatal. Mm -hmm. So that's how dangerous this is. Um, And they had no way of telling when the symptoms started, so they had to assume that they had that had been right before she left the hospital, in which case it would already be too late, which means she would just have to go through with this stroke. Um, So while they're trying to discuss it, trying to decide what to do and, you know, potentially kill her or, you know, have to let her go through this stroke, Mm. um, her sister remembered that they'd taken this Snapchat video. And now Snapchat timestamps everything Yes. And so they cracked out this video. The clip showed that um, uh, Denisha was acting normally with no display of symptoms because often the stroke symptoms can be subtle, you know, like flopping around the floor, you know, you know, um, shaking or anything. Uh, so they poured over the video. There was no display of symptoms. Uh, the timestamp confirmed that they were in four and a half hour time window. So they g- gave her the medication with 12 minutes to spare. Oh. 12 minutes to spare, yeah. So it dissolved the blood clot in her brain and it saved her life. Wow, that's fantastic. Isn't that crazy? That is. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little bit surprised because, you know, I do like to hate on Snapchat. (laughs) 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 And here we have Snapchat saving lives. So, yeah, now I'm going to eat some humble pie. Did you know it's the, uh, the, uh, um, it's uh, the anniversary of the uh, end of World War One? Really? Yeah. Today? Yeah. So th- Why don't we make a big deal of it today? Well, the Tower of London in England did. They ignited 10,000 torches in what is described as an epic display of light to commemorate the end of World War One. Yeah, we, f- we should be definitely uh, celebrating events like that. The end of a war is a, uh, a, a wonderful event to celebrate. Yeah, indeed. So that was back in 1918, if those of you can't count um, back 100. Uh, so, yeah, so they're having a beautiful uh, art light display to commemorate. And uh, I do think it is important that we don't forget the past because it's, you know, what stuffs up our future should, often. We should we. mention that here at Grey Nomads this evening and maybe have yeah. a moment of silence or something or other yeah, to indeed. remember it. You know, I wonder years who is, might have is a stories. significant event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder who might have stories. It'd be very interesting to see what yeah. kind of stories come yeah. out of this group. Even World War II stories, I'm sure there's going to be something. We'll have to Absolutely. pick their brains. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. All right, so um, we'll be back in a minute.
Welcome back, guys. There's a good song to wake you up. Mon was... Uh, I love it. Totally getting into that one. She loves so that kind was. of music. Yes. And, uh, of course, we're about to have another clue for our quiz. But going up onto our YouTube channel right now is the directions on how to get your free cookbooks. Yes. For those of you who were in the first 100 subscribers to our brand new YouTube channel... By the way, I think there's like four more books left, just in case. Um, for those of you who subscribed to that, uh, you've been wondering how to get the cookbooks, that information is now going up on a special video just for you uh that video i mean if you subscribe to us you should be getting notifications that we've uploaded a brand new video right so go watch the video it's of lyle and me and we're giving you instructions on how to collect your books you're squinting through the blazing yeah, sunshine through the ginger and sunshine so you've won the nature superfood simply natural super healthy and we'll be uh telling you i guess over the next two weeks until everyone's um collected their books uh, it's free postage. We just need, a, you know, need your address, obviously. <laughs> so go watch that video. Uh, it'll be uploaded in about five minutes, I reckon. I'm just uploading it now. Okay, so coming up in today's news, actually, mm. before we're coming up into today's news, we need, we need another clue for our quiz. Yes, indeed, we do. Uh, the clue, the quiz that you still don't know. By the way, if you can get this before Lyle gets, I'll give you double prizes, guys. Just give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Here is the next clue. What am I? The Pharisees loved this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you reckon that is, Lyle? I, I, well, no idea, do you? <laughs> I know I what you, the Pharisees love. I bet you it's kangaroos, because who wouldn't love kangaroos, Lyle? I, 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 know, I know what the Pharisees loved. I just don't see the r- connection between that and what Joseph... Cl- Joseph Jacobson collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan, and the Pharisees loved this. Maybe it was Faith FM. Maybe they love Faith FM. They're collecting all the uh, radio signals. <laughs> this is interesting. This is interesting. That was a... He's writing He's writing something down. He's taking a stab at it. He's taking a guess. He's taking a guess. He's written... Oh, he's got it right. He's got it right. <laughs> give us a call. That was a subtle clue, first clue. Yeah, yeah. It was good, wasn't it? Give us a, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. If you think you know the answer, you could win the prize this morning. Okay, in the United States midterms, of course, if we've, I think the whole world has been following that because uh, it always affects the whole world, whatever happens mm-hmm. over there. But uh, one of the interesting um, developments that has been revealed is that the United States no longer has a uh, majority, is no longer a majority Protestant country for the first time in its entire history. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it now? And... Um, it's a uh, well, the, 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 the Protestant Christianity is in the minority with a selection of other religions making up the majority and the largest of those being Roman Catholic. And of course, this is largely due to immigration, something that um, you know, you real um, staunch fired up Protestants have been pointing out for a long time is that it's changing the religious landscape of the United States. 
and uh, white evangelicals, which is, uh, I guess, that demographic that we hear so much about in the last two years, uh, make up 26% of the electorate. You would think with the amount of noise that's been made about white evangelicals that they made up a much larger percentage yeah, than that. Yeah, you would, you would. But uh, support for um, the Republicans are down by 5% um, by white evangelicals. So in 2014, uh, they voted 80% to 16% uh, Republican to Democrat, and now they're at 75-22. So there's a drop there by uh, white evangelicals. Uh, Protestants overall supported the Republican cause more than the Democratic cause, uh, with a 56 to 42 split, which was down from a 61 to 37 in 2014. So there's, um, there's, there's the, the support for Donald Trump there, the, or the Republican cause, is definitely slipping. And for the first time in United States history, Protestants only make up 47% of uh, the religious landscape of the United States. Uh, of course, uh, the Roman Catholics favoured the Democrats. Uh, with uh, Latinos, of course, turning out to vote in very, very large numbers. No surprises there. That's always been the case. What I thought was interesting was that Jews supported the Democrats 79% to 17. Really? Which is fascinating because Obama was pretty he- pretty harsh on Israel. And, of course, Donald Trump has come through with just, you know, unqualified support for Israel naming Jerusalem the capital of Israel, moving the United States Embassy to Jerusalem. And I wonder whether the political backlash in Israel, where obviously a lot of lives have been lost as a result of that, has uh, caused the Jews to to be, you know what, we we don't want to have anything to do with this. It's Mm -hmm. just just causing trouble. It's causing bloodshed. It's creating danger. And uh, they're they're looking at it through very different glasses than the evangelical... um, Christians in the United States. Um, so, yeah, despite that total support for Israel, um, it seems to be support that Jews don't want. Far out. All right. Crazy. The, uh, the non-religious, of course, they support the uh, Democrats uh, 70 to 28. Um, and it's interesting that, yeah, the, the movement there is that religion is moving away from republicanism. Uh, the moral majority that we used to have, you know, back in the 1980s and 1990s, mm-hmm. um, is no longer in control. Uh, they used to uh, they used to run the, the the government back then, but they no longer do. So yeah, some interesting interesting stats coming out of the United States and the midterm elections. But I did promise that we were going to talk about longevity in Australia. Yes, I'm very intrigued to know if it's where I am. If you went, want to win, live the longest in Australia then where would you choose to live? I feel like right now it's Ginderbone. You know you're not actually too far <laughs> off. Oh, I'm not? Because for women, the longest well, place... It's different for women than it is to men? Yes. Okay. The, your longest lifespan will be in the ACT. Are you serious right now? Yeah. I'm really surprised. Why are you surprised at that? It's just down the road from here. I know, but come on, it's man. Like, oh, it's two hours down the road. No offense to our camera listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you're going to you're gonna have to sell me on it. Like, what's you, so good about the ACT? Come on. It's now. near genderbind. What do you think so good about it? Okay, but that's just like saying it's genderbind that's so great. You just said genderbind was so great. Yeah, but you're trying to make it like it's Canberra that's so great when it's clearly it's genderbind. Okay, for men, where do you reckon men's longest, uh, longest lived state is? 
Mm. Is it somewhere where like, there's no women, like the middle of the desert? <laughs> no. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Is it Alice? No, men actually live a lot longer when they are with women. Uh, well, no. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the many Seems benefits. to give us a reason to live. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Where is it? Victoria. Is that because it's... Do you know what? That makes sense because Victoria is... like Melbourne is the shopping capital of the world, so hence there must be a lot of women. Hence the men there are living longer. <laughs> Lyle's speechless. I, 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 what can, you what Justin, can I say? You just said men I live say? longer when there's women around, and there's a lot of women shopping it up in Melbourne. I'll tell you what. <laughs> How does your brain even work? <laughs> I wouldn't mind going shopping right now, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to go shopping right now, you're going to have to drive. Okay, so women hours. are living longer in Canberra, and men are living longer in Melbourne. And, of course, the state with the uh, shortest lifespan is the Northern Territory. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. I know I said Alice, but I, re- I rethunk that. Yeah, well, you said Alice? Well, Alice Springs, isn't that in the, no- the Northern Territory? That's kind of like not a state. But it's, like, it's a city. Yeah, I mean, Canberra's not... I mean, Canberra, ACT, same thing. Yeah. I'm still interested um, to know why the ACT has... Because, like, I mean, I yeah, understand, they didn't speculate I understand on any Victoria. Why. I don't they, understand they ACT. They did not speculate on any reasons why. But There's I no also, one near a beach. when I saw that... Um, in light of a recent news story I, was, I, I covered, I thought, you know what? I'm going to look up one simple stat and see if they mirror each other. Oh, yeah? Alcohol consumption by state. Ooh, good call. And? It mirrors. Uh, of course it does. It mirrors. <laughs> you know, that's it does. Like, a, there is one slight difference between uh, Western Australia and Tasmania. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, they're identical. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, there's a lot more that goes into lifestyle than just alcohol, but I thought that was pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 0%, 0% surprising really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There is no safe level of drinking alcohol. All right. So Every what else are we going to talk about this morning? Damage. We're going to talk about some seals, otherwise, otherwise known as boule. Like wax seals or like seals? As in clay seals. Oh, clay seals. Not clay even seals. Oh, These two on. seals were found in the same layer of dirt. They were uh, dug up (coughs) in Israel. Uh, They were relatively close to each other. And one is the seal of Hezekiah. Oh. And the other one says Isaiah, prophet on it. Really? And, of course, Hezekiah and Isaiah were good friends. Are you serious? Yes, absolutely. They were found in 2009, but they've gone on display for the very first time. Uh, The Philadelphia Church of God had a couple of students who were working on this particular dig, and they have uh, been able to negotiate to put them on display. So that's a little church of like 5,000 members worldwide. And uh, yeah, thousands of people have been turning up to see these two seals of Hezekiah and Isaiah found almost side by side. And uh, the Isaiah one includes the word prophet. And I think it's only fair that we go join them. Let's go have a look at them. Okay, here comes the words that won the war. Uh, very significant uh, for a 100-year anniversary of the end of World War I. So-called friends at school 
Quite the uh, anniversary for World War One, but uh, the words of that song are so powerful for um, all wars, really, and particularly today as we're remembering the end of World War One. 
100 years ago today. And may those wars never, ever come back again. May we one day soon live in a universe where war never, ever exists again. A very powerful song there by Kate Hollingsworth. And uh, yeah, really quite moving when you think about the impact that war has, you know, for decades after, um, uh, you know, that, that, that takes place. Yeah, the repercussions just go on and on and on. Because it changes, uh, the people who go out to war, it changes their character and personality, I think. And then those characteristics are handed down to the next generation and then that goes, just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. And we even talked about uh, PTSD recently, how it's actually um, passed down through DNA. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Remember? Yes. Mm, very yeah. interesting. It is. Mind what I got for next clue. Okay. So our what am I quiz. Uh, we are up to, what is it, our third clue now? Let me just get my Instagram out. So okay. So get ready this. to call 1-800-324-843 is our number or text us on 0491-064-669. Get ready to text because an easy clue is coming your way. Yes. So our next clue, uh, what am I... Paul says some people eager to have this have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Okay. Mm. And the Pharisees really liked it. Yeah, the Pharisees were super into it. Give us a call if you know what that is. Okay. 1-800-324-8-4-3. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Hey, man, there you go. Hey, by the way, guys. It's all the sun that's streaming through the window that's just making me sleepy this morning. By the way, guys, those of you who subscribe, we had our competition, our first 100 subscribers to our YouTube channel. YouTube has just been uploaded with a brand new video, and it's just for those wonderful 100 subscribers. It's an instruction video on how to collect their prizes. Go to YouTube. You should have got a notification in your emails that we just posted it, but go to YouTube. Find our latest uh, video. It's got the cookbook on the front cover. Or the, the little icon picture. Watch that video, and uh, we expect to get that book out to you shortly. Okay, we've, we have uh, joining us in the studio this morning, Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Now, Jeremy, um, you don't look like a grey nomad. No, <laughs> we're, we're at the grey nomad um, camp meeting down in uh, Jindabyne, and uh, Jeremy does does just. Uh, <clears throat> I don't see any grey. Are there any grey hairs there? No, well, no, no. Maybe, he's, maybe he's I was got trying that, to remember. Maybe he's got that Benjamin Button's disease, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. How on earth did you end up at Grey Nomad, Jeremy? Oh, well, it's been three years. So I started um, working for the conference South New South Wales um, three years ago. And so ever since then, they found that I was a personal trainer. Uh-huh. And they said they wanted to uh, have me a part of their program. So yeah. I've been involved with them and... And they haven't dropped me since. So. so you've been here the last three years. Last three years. So. And uh, you wear that hat just so that we can't tell that you don't have grey hair. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that, that, that how yeah. it works? And it, it covers the messiness from the morning. <laughs> I, I, I like the way your brain works. Yeah. I like the way you think right there. Efficiency. So when you say you're a personal trainer at a grey nomads camp, is that basically you teaching grandmas and grandpas how to like do squats and push-ups and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I teach them all that stuff. And uh, But I, yeah, I don't call them. Grandpas and grandmas. <laughs> Let's go, grandpas. Retirees. Retirees. <laughs> Sorry, I'm my still bad. trying to find the right word. In fact, in fact, to be a grown nomad, you don't even need to be a retiree. How, how, how old are you, Jeremy? I'm 31. Okay, so you only need to be, so you only need to be 31 to be a grown nomad. Look, if we're going by the namesake, if we, you can only be a grey nomad if you're grey. Like, I've been a grey nomad since I was 26. So well, There you go. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much, right. everyone. Okay. Yeah, first greys. Uh-huh. Wisdom. <laughs> But you know what? I actually, uh, I follow this lady on Instagram. She's 90 years old and she's just decided to turn vegan in the last year. And uh, and as part of her new health quick, uh, inspired by her granddaughter, she's also started doing um, 
uh, workout training with with a personal trainer, and she often puts up uh, little video clips of her doing these workouts. And uh, and I was like thinking to myself, man, like ninety years old, what could you possibly get out of it now? But would you believe she is just having all these kind of health benefits, just improving and improving. She now has improved so much that before she couldn't get up if she was laying down on the bed she couldn't get up without assistance like you know those beds that mechanically um, electronically fold up she can now stand up without any assistance from lying flat on the ground that's pretty impressive you know for a 90 year old yeah yeah, yeah. Jeremy's Jeremy's here in the background just cheering away yeah that's awesome it's It's never too late exactly that's what she keeps campaigning she's like do you know what it's never too late I'm 90 years old and I'm seeing benefits and results you can get some too and I'm like wow so so as a personal trainer in your normal day to day work say at a gym or somewhere like that how often would you be training retirees Um, I would say as much as they can yeah but but how often would you see a retiree walk through the door of a gym Oh, right, yeah. Hardly ever. Yeah, right. that's what yeah. I'm sort of thinking, you know. Because I, 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 any time I've ever been to the gym, it's full of young people. Yeah. And uh, and they f- feel threatened most times when I speak to them. I say, when you come over to the gym, they say, no, nah, there's only young people over there and they lift heavy weights and make all these noises. And no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I go to the gym and I'm young and I don't lift nothing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and stand in front of the mirrors. and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeremy, I think we need to stay friends because um, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I do actually have a goal um, of what I'm going to do when I retire and be a grandma. Um, I would like to actually take up bodybuilding in my retiring ages. Right. So, no. Yeah. I'm going to be like a a fully ripped nana. That's literally my... (laughs) (laughs) I'm saving that. I'm saving that hobby for when I'm... Like, I don't want to be no, like, you know, bridge playing, bingo playing knitting kind of old nana I want to be like a you're, okay, you're doing the Benjamin Button thing because you're doing yeah, the knitting now a crochet like, now cro- right, crochet now <laughs> bodybuild then body that'd be later. an awesome way to go out you know yeah, instead yeah. of going, going down. down you're going up that's it yeah. and I want to like enter competitions and wear like a bikini and have like all my veins popping out and stuff <laughs> It's going to be yep, great. Yep, yep. <laughs> Moving <hair>. on. Yes. <laughs> Our producer is dry retching. <laughs> do you know okay. any oldies like that who, who who train really hardcore? I actually do. There was a lady in Tumut. She um, came over to one of our um, programs, food programs, and she was 60. And Good she entered uh, some bodybuilding competitions and won in New Zealand. Good on her. So, really? Yeah, and I'm getting That's just impressive. I want her to be my mentor. <laughs> she's, nice. she's doing well yeah. that's inspirational yeah. that is it absolutely is. inspiring is. yeah okay well there you go Mon you, go yeah. for it uh-huh. go for it yeah. you've got you've yeah. got. there's a precedent for this yeah. okay so D- Jeremy just run us through alright there's a bunch of retirees who uh, listen to our show and um, you know some of them probably exercise on a daily basis but a lot of them probably don't now when you are you know you talked about you know going to the gym and you've got all the heavy weights and that kind of thing um, what kind of exercises should a retiree be getting involved with yeah so basically um you want to do what you can so um stick with the basics maybe just start off with body weight and um you don't have to go into the gym straight away you can build up to it you can like downstairs we had um when we did our fitness program with the gray nomads we use pillows okay so you do this every morning yep yep most mornings were there i saw that i walked past yesterday and i saw them all there with pillows doing squats and i was like what that's it's the new trend Pillow, pillow exercise. I like it. I like it. It seems gentle. <laughs> okay, so how do you use pillows? So, because the pillows are quite heavy downstairs, you know, probably like a kilo or something like that. So, they got a bit of weight on it and depends if uh, if some have more sweat than the others. The other ones have more weight. But they pick it up and then they just, they just move it for a minute 
up and down like uh, front raises mm-hmm. and then once they get their front raises moving for a minute the shoulders start to start to feel the pressure and, and start to feel the weight of the pillow so just anything um what you do with a dumbbell you can do with a pillow or a or baked bean can i think you need to like design that. a new pillowcase that looks like iron <laughs> yeah oh that's a cool idea yeah, yeah that and, then you, cool. and then you and then they can be super impressive you know with um you know, when, when all the young people walk in and they're, and they're, and they're pumping pillows. <laughs> Look at this piece of iron right here. You know, when he says pillow, he actually means uh, the, the cushion uh, cushions off the couches, like the ones oh, we okay, have in yep, the studio yep, here. Yep, so, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why yeah, they yeah, weigh yeah, a right. kilo. That's, that's why they weigh a kilo. Those are decent. Those are definitely decent. Yeah, but, you know, you could start off with the pillow off your bed and then progress to, like, your cushion couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, so, yeah. you can basically use anything um, and just and then eventually go with body weight and then you can add some dumbbells or resistance bands. They're really good. Mm-hmm. So, the main thing is just adding um, resistance. To, so is a resistant was is a resistant band is that better than uh, free weight or what's what's the well it depends on um, it depends on what your your goals are mm-hmm. um, I think if it's longevity it's resistance bands are, are good mm-hmm. um, if it's more bodybuilding and stuff like that you want to add more weight and stuff like that because resistance only you know only can add so much to the resistance before right. the the belt probably snaps. That so. wouldn't be much, very much fun. No, no. <laughs> I've had that happen. Anti-motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I had it happen not because I was, you know, being strenuous. I had it happen because I left the band sitting in the sun for a couple of weeks and it deteriorated oh. on me. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So don't leave your bands out there. Yeah, yeah, no, put them away. No. <laughs> okay, so if you've got a friend down in Chimit where you come from that uh, is a, a lady who's 60 years old and who's a bodybuilder and who competes and wins, um, then obviously... You know, a retiree is somebody who might start with, you know, body weight, pillow weight, dumbbell weight, but there's nothing actually stopping them then from building up to, you know, proper proper weights and becoming, you know, properly built and ripped and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so there's no really excuses at all, but I think it's just this whole uh, mindset that... um. It's Once you get older, mm. you shouldn't go to the gym or something like that. Or I don't know what it is, but it just stops them from, you know, I retired from everything maybe mm-hmm. and even gym. So, yeah. and then they start implementing um, walking and stuff like that, mm. which is good and running's great. But um, I think resistance uh, training has a lot a lot of benefits with um, osteo yep. and all that. Yeah, Lyle, the, one of the reasons I wanted to start a bodybuilding um, in my in my grey years. This is a serious bodybuilding thing. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm joking right. around. But the reason I, I thought about doing it as a retired sort of hobby is because if you look at, like I'd love to do bodybuilding now, but it actually takes quite a bit of time out of your schedule. And like, I, you know, I work and all that kind of stuff and I just don't have time to do it now. You go, retire, to the gym, you go to the gym every day though. Yeah, but not for as long as you'd need if you were going to seriously get into a bodybuilding competition. Because um, some of them stay in the gym like all day. So... That's why I think it's a great hobby for a retiree because they have all day. They have, you know, the whole day free and they can go to the gym and, and take however long it takes to, you know, build that muscle up. So that's why I was thinking it'd be a great thing to do when I'm retired. Yeah, my father-in-law did uh, did bodybuilding and, and weight training, you know, right up through into his retirement years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, um, he's, he's a person who has defied death more times than just about anybody I know. Yeah. yeah. And continues to do so and amaze doctors and... Uh, um, he has this degenerative disease that the doctors say it only ever gets worse, and with him, it just doesn't get worse. It just mm-hmm. stays the same, uh, which is which is fantastic. And I think that's a testament to you know the exercise and the motivation and getting out there and doing stuff. And um, I think with a lot of one of the problems that we see with retirees is when they uh, retire and stop and rust and uh, and, and die. Mm. D- Jeremy, did you hear that st- story? Um, we actually talked about it on the radio a couple of months ago. But the, in South Africa, there's this famous. Uh, 
ex-bodybuilder, but he's still a bodybuilder. And he's like in his 70s or 80s. And he's been bodybuilding since he was like 15. So he's, you know, really ripped up. And um, he started because he noticed, you know, South Africa, a very dangerous place, lots of street street violence and gang violence. And he noticed a lot of the youths in his, in his area um, were just, you know, roaming the streets and getting into trouble. And so what he did, like he wasn't, you know, a rich guy or anything. He started a home gym, like out of his garage, basically, just with like metal pipes and like he would get like uh, concrete and pour it into, you know, into a, to make us like a makeshift dumbbell kind of thing. Um, yeah, These big dumbbells, the barbells. And, uh, and he just, whatever he had around him he created a home gym and then he just invited kids off the street to come and like learn the discipline and the training that it takes to become a bodybuilder and so he's not rusting at all he's like now taking his skill set turning around and teaching the neighborhood kids how to do it and you know they're staying off the street staying out of violence they're now competing themselves in like strength competitions and so forth so yeah i think it's really great hobby to take up yeah yeah absolutely that's amazing um few cool things about that guy is that not only is he um doing it for his own health he's teaching other people as That's well it. and mm-hmm. teaching the next generation yeah health and fitness and character building as well because yeah. you spend a lot of time with these people and stuff and this is what we need gray nomads in our life for we need them to teach us stuff and to inspire us mm-hmm. jeremy you did uh, some uh health present a health presentation here as well this morning uh not this morning a couple of mornings ago and I heard some really good reports about it. What kind of things were you talking about? Yeah, I was just talking about basic um, the laws that our, our body, um, physical and spiritual, are governed by. And so um, when, once we start knocking down some of those um, basic health principles, then we start to f- find that our, our life um, quality starts to diminish and slowly start to diminish. And one affects the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be holistically healthy if you're just um, spiritually health. Uh, healthy and and not physically healthy as well um and so both of them have to go hand in hand obviously spiritual is the most important as first timothy says but um yeah they go hand in hand and work together and they work wonderfully together as well so you're gonna go and climb mount kosciuszko today uh, probably not that <laughs> i'm scared of snakes <laughs> it's too cold for snakes jeremy oh, snakes. Where, does your, where does your family come from jeremy oh uh, they come from well my my wife comes from australia she was born in vanuatu though but yep. um yeah and so my, my family is Samoan. So. Do, they have, do they have snakes in Samoa? I don't think so. so <laughs> yeah, over here, I don't trust any stick around here. <laughs> oh, I call those snicks when it's a stick that looks like a snake and you freak out when you walk up towards it and then it turns out to be, yeah, they're called snicks. snicks. They're, they're almost like as that. bad as snakes because you're just as much as a heart attack when you see it. <laughs> like it's, probably good, it's probably good for your heart, you know, get the blood pumping. <laughs> yeah, 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 so just throw snicks at everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been fantastic having you on the show. And uh, all the best with your uh, personal training right here at Grey Nomads. And may all of our Grey Nomads be completely inspired to get out and exercise. Thank you. Whatever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for Him. He is there 
When I am lonely as I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict, you know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah? How? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Oh, well, please join 
join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word, and the word.